Welcome to the Women Want Strong Men podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stuttle. I believe it takes a strong man to appreciate a strong woman, and I'm here to bring a unique perspective to empower both sexes. I love talking with health experts, thought leaders, influencers, and people who have insightful information to share with us about our health, our society, and our pursuit for success and prosperity. Today's podcast is a little different than what I've done thus far. It's our first Q&A where listeners have submitted questions, and now we're going to bring the answers. And if you have questions that you would like to hear us answer, please email me. I would love to hear from you. My email address is podcast at amystuttle.com. I'll link that in the show notes so it's easy to find. But when we get enough questions, we'll compile them together and we'll do another show on them like we're doing today. And to help answer those questions, I have Lauren Finnerty, who is a nurse practitioner at Victory Men's Health. I do, however, want to note that this is not medical advice and you still need to consult your doctor. Okay, so the first guy that emailed in, I found his email very entertaining. He was quite funny, actually. So let's get to it. I even like this guy's subject line, preventative measures. And he starts by saying, I'm 40 years old, fit, otherwise healthy, and overall very aware of my health. I like to be extremely preventative, prepared, and in control of my aging self. I do not have erectile dysfunction, but I'm very interested in benefits from Cialis, P-Shot, Shockwave Therapy Pumps, Kegels, Prostate Health, and any other proactive options to help prevent and halt future issues. Working in the medical field, I fully understand the importance of taking action before there's a problem. See, I like this guy. I like where he's going with this. So here's his question. The pee shot. Will it benefit a healthy man? Okay, okay, I'll be honest. As I've aged, I've noticed sensitivity has declined a bit in comparison to my late teens and 20s. Not saying that's an absolute bad thing. It has significantly reduced the embarrassing moments us men have experienced when being intimate. The days of... Uh, it's because you're so beautiful and scrambling for failed flattery excuses lasting only minutes are in the past, if you get my meaning. But I do miss the feeling of the orgasm. Will the pee shot help bring me back to the earlier day levels of sensation? Also, what helps bring back the strength in ejaculation? Again, in my younger years, at one point I considered offering a waiver or demanding eyewear be mandatory before any funny business due to the possibility of eye injury from projectile force of an unexpected release. And don't mistakenly assume you were safe on the other side of the room either. Distance was not an issue. But as I've aged, the threat level has been downgraded. Now it's more of an overflow instead of a powerful erupting volcano and the level of orgasm has followed. Again, it's not terrible. It's actually really fine. But if I were presented with options to bring it back to red alert levels, I'd happily offer my left pinky toe as a tribute and trait. Does the pee shot help with this? Do Kegels help with this? What about the penis pump? What are the pros and cons, and should any of these avenues be included in my arsenal against aging? What about nitric oxide boosters? What about Cialis? Does the pee shot or pumping help? Or is it not worth any of the trouble? What about shockwave therapy for healthy men? Benefits? If so, what are your thoughts on at-home devices? Blah, blah, blah. So many questions. So I told you this guy has a, a fun sense of humor here. So Lauren, where do you want to start and how do you want to answer this? Man, Amy, this guy is hilarious. I, is he a patient with us already? I don't know. I want him to be. Well, if not, let me address his uh, questions and then maybe we'll see him here soon. So P-Shot is absolutely a good option for even a healthy man. 
So the plaque formations that can start happening in our blood vessels all over our body really start developing as early as our teenage years. And by the time we're in our 30s, most people will have plaque formations in the blood vessels. The blood vessels in the penis, they're very small. They're some of the first to be affected by this problem. So even though a man may not be experiencing the symptoms of VD yet, those changes are still happening. So treating it proactively, in my mind, is a much better way to do that rather than reactively. There is different ways that that can be done, and P-Shot is one of those ways. However, if I had my best-case scenario, if a patient was asking me my opinion, I would start with wave therapy first, then P-Shot, and a shout-out to a penis pump as a nice adjunct or standalone therapy. But let me explain that a little bit better for you. Some people have probably heard about wave therapy before or shockwave therapy. Shockwave therapy is low-intensity acoustic sound waves that when directed to the penis, help to break up those existing plaques that are in the penis that develop as men age. So we want to treat the existing blood flow, but P-Shot also helps to create new blood flow called angiogenesis is the medical term for that. So I kind of think about it, and one of my colleagues said this, and I steal the line from her often when I talk to patients, I would think about wave therapy like plowing the field before you fertilize it. You want to get those tissues ready to receive the benefits of the P-Shot. That is not to say that P-Shot couldn't be helpful by itself, but I always want to treat the existing blood flow if I can since I know those changes are already happening. The wave therapy typically is needed in 6 to 12 treatments initially, and we have to consider that men are going to continue to age. So those blood flow changes are going to continue to develop, and so maintenance therapy for any of these treatments is absolutely necessary and should be considered. But it's a lot easier to treat the problem when it's milder than when somebody has a severe problem. Also, health conditions can impact the results of these problems. So if somebody is unhealthy, they might have to put more work in, more time, more treatments to get the same benefits that somebody that is healthy might have in a shorter time period. So if he's asking, should a healthy guy think about this? Yes, that is my answer. (laughs) Can you touch on the part of his question that asks if the P-shot will impact semen volume? As far as ejaculate or semen volume that the patient's asking about, could that improve with P-shot? The precise causes of low volume of semen are not well established in literature. So the amount and quality of semen may be affected by a large variety of factors. These could include age alone, hormone levels like testosterone, so we should definitely be checking testosterone levels. Time elapsed since the last time the person ejaculated could affect the volume. A big one is hydration. A lot of people are chronically dehydrated. That can affect it. Sperm counts and motility. uh, And even structural or functional abnormalities and sex drive could contribute to that. So I don't want to say that no, that the P-shot couldn't help because it may address some of these concerns. However, I think that the question is a lot more complicated than I can just give a straight yes or no answer. I think there's just too many factors that could be playing into that for me to make a guarantee to a patient about that. Okay, so you made a brief reference to the penis pump in your response to the P-shot, but we have a little bit more in-depth question about the pump. And the listener writes, I realize my question is intended for a one-on-one with a provider. Let me tell you, it's much easier asking questions from behind a keyboard than making awkward eye contact in the office, especially when the clinics are staffed with beautiful and extremely, in big cap letters, 
intelligent women, which, by the way, thank you. I appreciate that comment. Yes, yes, I hear you chanting your motto, strong women want strong men. But we men have this terrible thing called ego and pride that's damn near impossible to break away from. So what are the pros and cons of the penis pump? Do you need to pump after the pee shot? Do you need to pump after wave therapy? And what does a penis pump actually do? All right. So a vacuum penis pump, I'm going to separate this out a little bit. So as far as the pee shot, it is actually recommended as part of the treatment protocol. Whenever I'm discussing this with patients, because a lot of people's minds want to go to Austin Powers when they think penis pump, but penis pump has a legitimate place in a sexual health regimen. So the treatment, whenever you're doing a penis pump for after pee shot, I compare it to physical therapy. Just like if I were to have an injury anywhere else in the body, you want to rehabilitate that injury. So pee shot, typically after a wave therapy, you're doing it for a minimum of six weeks, twice a day. And those treatments can be separated back to back so they can be done close together. It's not like you're you know spending all your time penis pumping. Now, wave therapy, you know, hasn't necessarily been established as part of the treatment protocol, but whenever you are creating new blood vessels, like we were talking about earlier, you've got to keep in mind that those blood vessels are very fragile and weak. And so if we're just going in and creating new blood vessels, well, if I were to have a cut on my arm, the same thing would happen. And eventually my body would say, you know, I'm not going to need these blood vessels. I'm just going to get rid of them and they'll kind of resorb in the body. I want to strengthen the blood vessels after any treatment for blood flow. So I would say penis pump can and should be a good adjunct to wave therapy as well to strengthen those blood vessels. It can be overdone, though. I don't want people to think it's always a more is better. You know, penis pumping is something that is used, you know, standalone or with treatments. But you also don't want to overdo it. Sometimes guys are like, more is better. Let me just slap this thing on until it hurts. And they're causing bruising and pain. If you are bruising the tissues, if you are having discoloration, that is a sign that there might be injury going on. And you've actually broken those blood vessels. So there's got to be a happy medium. So you should definitely do it under the advice of somebody discussing that with you. And sure, that could potentially be behind a keyboard. But I hope that these patients, after they meet us, they know that we definitely build a good rapport. We make our patients feel comfortable. Sometimes it can be difficult to have these conversations, but it's best to get the opinion rather than just going and buying some fancy penis pump over the counter and you don't know the risks of that product or how to use it properly either. I love that response. And also, pumps are affordable. You can find a high-quality pump for less than $200. The pump that we carry at the clinic is awesome. It's medical grade. The company's been in business 30 years. It has a pressure gauge so the patient knows exactly how much pressure to apply. Numerous different cylinder sizes. The cylinders can be cleaned in the dishwasher. And it's just a really high-quality pump. And by the way, the company states on their website that most individuals can gain one to three inches in length and about 25% increase in girth. And this occurs both in erect and flaccid or soft state penis. So yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Okay, the last and final question, Lauren, is Cialis is frequently discussed as an anti-aging medication and often highlighted by the fitness world for giving you that extra pump in the gym. Is that true? Any contraindications or benefits of taking L-citrulline or any other nitric oxide boosters with it? Any harm in taking it without having erectile dysfunction? 
So any harm in not taking without erectile dysfunction, let me address that first. Cialis is a prescription medication and should always be obtained from a reputable source like Victory Men's Health. So that's the first off. You don't want to be buying this from your buddies at the gym or someplace overseas, okay? Cialis is absolutely not just an ED medication, okay? That is probably what most people think about Cialis for, but Cialis is actually also FDA approved for pulmonary artery hypertension and also BPH, which is a benign enlargement of the prostate. So those are the FDA approved indications. Many men will develop BPH symptoms as they get older, and the size of the prostate does not necessarily correlate with the severity of the symptoms. So a low-dose daily Cialis may be helpful for symptoms such as you know slower urinary flow, increased urinary frequency, increased nighttime waking for urination. So Cialis can be used for that. A daily low-dose Cialis, as far as for ED, is also a really good option to aid guys that want more spontaneity, and especially in guys that have a very active sex life, too. You know, a lot of these guys express, like, you know, they don't want to feel so planned with their sex life. And Cialis does have a longer half-life, so it can be used, you know, it's got a 36-hour window to have sex, but if you're taking it at a low-dose daily, once it reaches steady state, it actually may work as effectively as if you were taking it on an as-needed basis. So that is a great option for guys that maybe have intercourse, we'll say maybe more than two to three times a week. There are some potential anti-aging benefits that are still being researched. So I can't say these are FDA approved and that somebody should go and grab Cialis for this reason, but might not be all that harmful either. Currently being researched for things like age-related diseases, including cancer, neurodegenerative diseases, obesity, and metabolic syndrome. The idea behind Cialis in the fitness world is very similar to the way it works for erections. It's a vasodilator. So whenever you open up those blood vessels, that includes opening the blood vessels that come to the muscle. So you get that pump that people are talking about. So really, that's where that comes from. I can't say that I'm prescribing it for that reason, but do I think it's going to harm somebody? No. I would say as far as the nitric oxide, there is no absolute contraindications for using the two together. And in fact, most of our patients, we like to at least suggest that people be on both of those medications for a little bit different reason. We want to hold on to some nitric oxide by supplementing a nitric oxide every day, support that loss that you get with age. Now, with that being said, in certain health conditions, you do have to be cautious. I would probably address the timing appropriately. So let's say you have somebody that has a history of high or low blood pressure. The combination of those two medications, they're both vasodilators. So if you open up the blood vessels, you could potentially have, for instance, a dangerous drop in blood pressure. And so again, should be prescribed by somebody who knows how to prescribe these medications. So you should never just take it willy-nilly. But I do, I would just say that generally speaking, if needed, I would separate the timing of administration for the two medications, and especially if you are taking a larger as-needed dose of Cialis. And a lot of people, keep in mind too, if you're taking a low-dose Cialis or an as-needed Cialis, those, a lot of people aren't familiar necessarily with nitric oxide Pre-workout, okay, would probably be the L-citrulline. So people need to know that a pre-workout probably has something that is vasodilator in there. So just be cautious and make sure you're using the advice of a uh, somebody that's prescribing that medication for you. And I think just as a CYA, we use the 
Neo 40 and on the back of that box, it says just not to take them together. So just separating the timing of your PDE fives and the Neo 40. But I don't think some of those pre-workouts aren't necessarily as effective as sure. a product like the, yeah. the Neo 40. But So again, likely it's probably safe. But again, always ask from a medical professional. And one other thing I should mention too is that nitric oxide products and medications that vasodilate should not be used in combination with nitrates that are taken for chest pain. So if somebody is consistently taking nitrates for chest pain, they should not be taking that medication at the same time unless they have have that approved by whoever's prescribing the nitrate. And there's a lot of good studies coming out now looking at Cialis and PDE5s as an, quote, anti-aging medication. We'll link to some of those studies. I have some that you can link, Amy, that talk a little bit about that too. Again, still being researched and, you know, probably know more as time goes on. That's yes, the way I, medicine works. But I think it. I think it's basically highlighting the importance of nitric oxide in our body, right? Because that's mm-hmm. essentially what it's doing. It's, it's dilating the blood vessels, yep. getting the blood flowing, keeping blood flow and promoting nitric oxide production. Absolutely. If I mean, if you're aging, I mean, I take nitric oxide every day. We, It's not just men that benefit from nitric oxide. It's not just people getting to the gym. We all need this for our blood vessels to be able to perform in our body, to be able to open the way that they need to in the body. And one thing that I wanted to talk about that interrupts this pathway, and we've talked about a little bit on previous podcasts, are things like fluoride toothpaste, mm-hmm. Prilosec type medications, mouthwash, all of these things can interrupt this pathway. And we're running around doing this on a on a daily basis. So Right. And also health conditions too, Amy, which I think we probably talked about that a little bit too. Smoking, excessive alcohol intake, too much caffeine, obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure. Like these are not friends to erections or anything else. <laughs> and if you've ever taken Cialis or any PDE-5, you've probably noticed that it has a really thick coating on the outside of the pill. That's because the pH of your stomach can interrupt the absorption uptake of that medication. So because of all the reasons that we just talked about people taking Prilosec and the gut health and all these things that we have issues with, at Victory, we use a sublingual Cialis. So that way you can get better absorption directly under the tongue. The pill absorbs within a few minutes and you can get better uptake. And the uptake is much quicker. The peak time is more in that 10, 11 minute range versus the typical pill that you're used to swallowing is more in that 30, 45 minute range because it's not having to work with your stomach pH and the stomach emptying digestive process. So just something to point out if you're like, oh, I want to start on a daily Cialis, something to consider when taking those. Yeah. And that helps with that spontaneity too, that quicker reaction time that you mentioned as well. So that's a a nice benefit that a lot of our patients who complain about the spontaneity, you know, they could still get away with that as needed dose, but you know, sure that daily may help provide a little more uh, sustained benefit for them as well. Yeah. And for the sublingual tablets, it is important to keep them sublingual under the tongue versus just sticking them in your mouth, chewing them real quick and swallowing it because then you're kind of missing the point there. It needs to be under the tongue because you're not going to get the same same uptake buccally, lingually, or through the GI tract as if you were to keep it directly under the tongue. So 
Those were the three questions that we had for today. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, please submit your questions to podcast at amystuttle.com. As always, we'll link all of these studies in the show notes. We welcome questions. I think it's great interaction from the listeners and we will compile them and do another Q&A session. So I appreciate everybody listening and have a great day.